Hey everybody, welcome back to the WWB Sports Podcast. It's your boy R3, and I got on a, a, a distinguished panel um, from all walks of life. We got on Miss Deborah Oxtail. Hello, hello, hello. My dear, my dear, my dear Miss Deborah. We got on my boy, Mr. Elecrant. We got on Miss QJ2K. Hello, good evening. Love it, love it, man. We repping the uh, the North as a T dot. We repping uh, New York in New York. <laughs> so we got all of us are uh, from cold areas in general. <laughs> but, yes. But yo. Let's get it started, man, because I'm trying to I always try to make the podcast and me and Eloquent have talked about this. He loves the fact that we have the capacity to talk about different subjects that aren't just pro wrestling. Pro wrestling fans are not just wrestling fans. We love everything. We're, we're wide. We have a wide gamut of things that we're into. So I'm going to talk to you guys. Uh, I really wanted to get your perspective about the All-Star Game. Um, very recently, not only has the NFL uh, pro ball dramatically changed. So has the uh, NBA uh, All-Star Game changed. They fiddled around with certain things. And um, it caused quite a stir um, this week, right? Number one, did anybody watch the All-Star Game, the basketball game festivities at all? I didn't watch it. You didn't watch it, Deb? Okay. No, I, I did not watch it either. Dang. Okay, QJ2K. I was expecting you, you Hooper. So, what about you, Eloquent? Um, to be honest, I kind of forgot that it was on. And then I remember <laughs> the, oh, the All Star game. And then I watched like five or six minutes of it. And then I remembered why I, I gave up on it years ago. Damn, bro. That's deep. That's deep. Yeah. I would say that I just. Like, I kind of, like, sports-wise, I watch a lot of polls, like, a lot more of, like, NFL compared to, like, the NBA. Got you. Okay. So, my question to you is, have you guys always not been um, All-Star Game when it comes to specifically NBA All-Star Game watchers? Like, it's just never been a thing for you? Or do you just feel like within the last maybe decade or so that it's not as important as it used to be? What, I would like to get you guys' perspective on that. For me, I'll just start with me. I've always kind of thought All-Star Game was cool. I always kind of looked at the slam dunk contest. I'm not, I wouldn't say every year, year to year I watch it. I think this year when you had um, Steph Curry, and um, I want to make sure I say her name correctly because it's she's Romanian, um, and she had a great showing. Um, Sabrina, um, I can't say it right, Inesco. Um, had a great showing with uh, the first time that you had an intergender uh, three points uh, kind of going against each other 1v1 and it was really good a lot of drama she came out firing put up some big numbers she shot from the men's uh, three-point range and everything um, so do you th that that didn't even intrigue you guys the, the Steph Curry versus uh, Sabrina Nesco I mean I saw it online um, I would say in the past 10 years or so I haven't really watched it it used to be you know a really big deal to watch it back in the day, but I haven't really been watching basketball like that in the mm -hmm. past decade. So 
I've kind of been out of the loop. I, I totally forgot that the All-Star was on mm-hmm. also until I went to go watch AEW and I saw the game on. And I was like, oh, there's no there's no All-Star. I mean, there's no AEW. So, um, you know, I think it's kind of lost its luster a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I did like the little the, the shooting contest between Steph Curry and the the young woman, um, her name escapes me. Sabrina so, Nesco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that was good. I saw that um, on IG, and I was like, okay, that's 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 a good twist to have on All Star to yeah. give the WNBA people um, some love. I love it, especially as, as you being a New Yorker. It's always great to hear because that's like, you know, that's the hollow grounds of basketball. Some of the greatest, you know, the basketball culture in New York is so crazy. So, QJ Two K, since you are one of the most <laughs> When it comes to resume and athleticism, probably uh, one of the most athletically gifted people, person on this podcast right now. Um, Eloquent is also very tall and athletic. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely would use him as a power forward or center uh, if we played three, three versus three or something like that. But uh, QJ2K, has it always been the same thing for you? Never really been a big all-star person or just in the last couple of years? What do you think? I mean, I, I used to watch the all-star. Like, I used to watch the the three-point contest, slam dunk, all the activities on Saturday, and I, I used to watch the, the all-star game on Sunday, but I'll probably say, like, the last seven years, like, I didn't really care for it because it was kind of, like, the same thing, no defense, not competitive, but, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of people want to see, you know, points and, and you know, players doing doing crazy stuff while you know, during the All Star game, so I so I understand that. But for me, like I just kind of just lost interest in it. Yeah. Um, I just don't, I just don't find it entertaining. Like it, like how it was entertaining for me, like when I was a kid or mm-hmm. when I was like in my early twenties. But um, I just don't, I, I I just don't particularly care for like the All Star game. But that's kind of like for all the sports. Like I just don't care for all starting for any of the sports. Oh wow! Okay. Oh, a revelation. QJ2K with the revelation here. Amen. Amen. Okay. Uh, what about you, eloquent? You're you're a sophisticated fan. I love talking. I love debating with you about various sports topics. What do you think, sir? Has it always been that case for you, or is it just recently, like within the last couple of years, just like everybody else has been saying? Go on. Festivities. I mean, you know, like I'm old enough to remember, you know, when the dunk contest was dope, like every single year. Um, and, you know, people didn't, uh, you know, miss their dunk nine times before hitting it for the first time. Um, and, uh, you know, and like she, um, like she just said um, a moment ago, it's, um, you know, like the, the All-Star game itself has always been, you know, a glorified scrimmage. And, you know, we kind of understand that they're, they're not going to go as hard as, you know, playoff game. But, uh, you know, they at least tried to play defense, um, if nothing else, in the fourth quarter when the game was close. Um, you know, like the few minutes that I saw of the game just reminded me of, you know, just kind of why why the game itself is kind of is kind of trash now. You know, it's 
these guys make a lot of money and nobody wants to risk injury or, or anything. You know, it's like guys make one move and like dudes are actively stepping out of the lane to, to give them, you know, like a, a free pass to the basket. Um, I feel like the last time the dunk contest really kind of hit was, um, was when was when Kobe was still with us. Mm-hmm. I mean, if nothing else, he he at least you know like you know he just has that competitive drive in him that won't won't allow him to, to just take plays off and things like that. Um, I did. I mean, I thought that three point shootout and you know Steph versus Sabrina. Um, it's wild. The three the three point contest has kind of become the main event yeah. of of the whole All-Star weekend, and it, it never used to be like that. Like, dumb contests, I feel like we're finally at that point now where we've, we've seen everything. Um, you know, the, the stars and people that people actually care about, um, you know, they, they don't want to, they don't want to do it. It's always, it's always the guys at the very, very end of the bench who, who sign up for it and you know no disrespect to them but um you know the i don't know if we're going to see too many competitions moving forward where you know guys you know who actually make the all-star team and people who you know we root for day in day out um will you know will, will enter um so I don't know, but I mean, to be fair, you know, I think it's a, a recurring issue with uh, with kind of just all All Star games. Um, I mean, I I don't really watch the NHL, so I don't know. Maybe there's a little more intensity there. I mean, the Pro Bowl has kind of been a joke for at least ten or fifteen years at this point. Um, you know, I think that the NBA needs to figure out a way to incentivize these guys to actually give a damn. Like, uh, some have suggested maybe whoever wins the game gets a uh, home court advantage in the, the playoffs, or maybe the, the winning team gets, uh, you know, gets, like everyone gets, gets paid a certain amounts. You know, just anything to get those guys to care, because it's like, you know, it's it like you know, like pro, like professional sports that guys aren't really, you know, guys are mailing it in for. You know, it doesn't make for a good viewing experience, and you know, it just felt like a waste of time. Yeah, yeah, very interesting uh, perspective. To everyone, I, I, I agree as a whole. You know, so much money, they got to be healthy, right? They don't want to injure themselves. I used to love the Pro Bowl, seeing some of the greatest players, um, you know, lighting each other up. Excuse me, lighting each other up, and just getting an opportunity. Where else can you see all of the best play in, in the game? And like you said, now with these these contracts and the injuries, uh, it yeah, the fact that the All Star Game had a score of one hundred and eighty six to two hundred and eleven. What the hell? That yeah, is that's cr- crazy. That's crazy yeah. as hell. I never thought I'd live to see a 200-point game, ever. Um, 
<laughs> and they scored 211 points. So, and, and when I was watching it, it was almost disrespectful because when I was watching Jokic, I'm like, this dude not even trying. Like, he's just like, I got to play. So I'm going to just kind of do just enough to be here. Um, and so, but it's like he's he's always like that though, and it's he? like it's it, yeah, like if you see his games, like it's almost like he's not even trying, but he'll like drop like forty plus points in a game. It's just it's just crazy how like great of a player he is. Yeah, yeah, I I, I love the Sabrina Nesco and the Steph Curry. I think that was great. Um, I I want Caitlin Clark whenever she. I want to talk about her in a second. We're going to transition to her in a second. Uh, I would love to see her uh, if she comes to the WNBA next year. Her versus, I think they should do. I think this is the way. This is my personal how you can fix the All Star Game. First of all, baseball's All Star Game is the best, personally, in my opinion. Um, I think the intensity, the just the overall sport. People really play hard in the baseball All Star Game, and the home run derby is amazing to watch as well. Um, the the pro ball is a joke. I think they should just really just have the, the who throws the ball the, the the fast you know who kicks the ball the longest who throws it the longest and then um, kind of like that. I don't know if they should even play flag football really um, at this point. Um, but to how to fix the the NBA All Star Game? To me, we know that the WNBA has wanted to get more eyes on the product. I'm a huge I I am one of the very few people that I know that actually pay for the WNBA streaming service. It's only like 25 bucks and I actually go to the games and they have quite a bit of talent there and it's a great value for your money. I think with the interest from the Sabrina Nesco and the Steph Curry portion, not only do you do a, a, a you know situation where like a shooter's thing like that, but why not make the All-Star game a co-ed situation so you take um, a team of five on five, right? You take, you mix the genders up. So you got of, of, of a team of five, you have a minimum of two ladies on each team. And, they, you know, from different, the East and West of, you know, of their perspective divisions in women's and men's. And you do a co-ed all-star game. So now you got some crossovers, you got some pride on the line. And it, it's a unique and interesting situation where not only do you get more eyes on the WNBA product, but you also show that they're supporting women's basketball and they're both high-level players and it's not a situation where it's men versus women but it's fun and it's entertaining and it's interesting and unique do you think do you think that's something you guys would be interested in seeing maybe like an intergender uh where you combine the WNBA with the um nba all-star game and get some more visibility that way do you guys think that would probably maybe add a little bit more spice to it i think so i think doing that would draw more eyes to the WNBA because they don't get really get enough eyes on them, so I think incorporating them, the stars of the WNBA with the stars of the NBA and doing something like that, I think um, that might be a good look for the WNBA. Love it, love it, Q. I'm, I'm, I'm interested your perspective as as a uh, as a, a hooper for real. What's your opinion? You think that's something that would be interesting to you? Yeah, I think it will be interesting, but I. I feel like in today's society, um, there will be a lot of backlash with that, unfortunately, which um, which sucks. But I think that that will definitely be like a good idea um, to switch things up. Either that or um, you can do kind of like what MLB is doing, where the All-Star Game is doing um, like home home field advantage mm-hmm. whoever wins they get home field advantage if whichever team makes it to the um like the world series 
they could possibly do that similar to like the in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But um, but I think that having both men and women, I think that will be fun to have like a like a really cool mix to it. Yeah. Um, especially if you have like or that or well, yeah, I feel like like especially like if Caitlin Clark Clark she goes. Um, slash to go to the NBA, WNBA um, after her college career or after, I guess, like this year. Um, you know, you get to see her just dropping, like, just threes beyond the, the NBA three-point line. It's like, like, see some cool stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Crossing some people up. What do you think, Eloquent? Do you think that's a good way to elevate the, the W, get some eye? I think because you could do it like point guard's got to be, a, you know, it would have to be a woman. Point guard, shooting guard. And then you, obviously you can rotate different people in so that all the all-stars get opportunity to at least get their time to play, but it helps the, the W get more respect. What do you think? Would that, would that be, would that make you more interested in watching? For sure. For sure. I think that'll, um, you know, incorporating the ladies and, you know, and they've tried to do things over the years. Like, I don't know if you remember that, uh, that competition they used to do. Was it like the two ball thing? Um, or they'd, they'd have the ladies um, represented in there too. Um, you know, anything to incorporate them is a win-win. You know, get more visibility for the ladies, and you know, you kind of just shake up, shake up the the the, the formula um, to make it more interesting. But ultimately, um, whether the whether the ladies are involved or not, I mean, I think just the biggest issue of of the all-star game itself is just getting everyone to, to actually care. And, you know, and again, I'm not saying that, you know, I, I, I don't expect anyone to be playing Tony Allen type of defense, but, <laughs> but you know, Bruce Bowen. I, right. But, you know, it, but that that game again, from what little I saw, and then you know, looking at the scores, and it's like, wow, these guys gave up two hundred plus points in regulation. <laughs> like that, that that thing was was a was a was a, uh, a sixty minutes or a forty eight minute layup line. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, you have uh, you know, you have game jacking threes from like literally half court. Um, I mean, you have Lucas shooting from way like behind um, half court. Um, you know, like, like guys, like guys are clearly not taking it seriously. So, you know, whether the ladies are involved or not, they have to figure out a way to, to get the players to care. And, you know, and I think that, you know, what they did for the in, the in-season tournaments where they you know, they incentivize guys. I mean, I know these, these players make a ton of money as is, but, um, you know, you incentivize them to actually give a damn. And lo and behold, they actually gave a damn, uh, much to my surprise. Cause I thought they would kind of nail it in too. Um, so I, I think, I think that's the, the biggest thing. And, you know, and I think, um, you know, I think that at least as far as Saturday, they could like maybe they could incorporate more than just the three points and, and the dunk contest. I mean, I'm sure they can come up with a couple other interesting games just to 
you know, just to, uh, yeah, just uh, spice things up a little bit. Yeah. Also, um, I'm, glad they, kind of, I'm glad they went back to the, the East West format. Yes. I hated um, that dumbass. I, kind of I, I hated the team, cap, team captain, big draft thing. You know, just keep it simple. East and West. Like our hip hop back in the day. Got to do East West banging on the West. Love it. So, I've been I've been in the rabbit hole. Uh, Eloquent has has known this. I am the biggest Caitlin Clark Caitlin Clark supporter. She's my uh, second favorite women's basketball player outside of Diamond Miller, who plays on the Minnesota Lynx, former University of Maryland player. Um, but there's a lot of been said because technically she has one more year for her because of a COVID year. And um, a lot of ignorant things have been said, whether, you know, she's not going to make any money in the WNBA, which we know the money is a little rough, as if the NIL deals aren't going to turn into full-scale endorsements that people are acting like they literally will just take them away from her. She'll probably be even more marketable now that, you know, once the NIL is done. Some people have even said that she is not as good as you think she is. And then some people are saying she might save... She might have the Michael Jordan effect with the WNBA in terms of marketability. So um, I was trying to get tickets for the Maryland game versus uh, Iowa when it came to Maryland. And I'm talking two and a half months ago. And I'm like, I should be able to get tickets in, you know, in February. Bro, insists, insists, and bros. (laughs) I was uh, literally the tickets. I wasn't able to get a ticket two months out. It literally sold out in like a week. Um, every game that she's played has been sold out. All the tickets that for the games that she goes to, it's like three times the normal cost. What is your opinion? I'm going to let Kiana take this because she is the resident uh, women's basketball player. Do you think the Caitlin Clark effect can actually head over to the WNBA as a, and, and, and help to elevate the brand to the height that we think that, uh, that it could? Or do you think because the WNBA brand is so damaged or so pretty much it, it's still not much appreciated as it could be that whoever goes over there, it's going to still be a tough um, hill to climb. Do you think that she has the capacity from a marketing point of view to really elevate the league and get more visibility and really maybe take it to the next level that it's been trying to get over the next, in the last 30 years? What do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you already see it in college. In women's college basketball, like look at the national championship between Iowa, LSU, and how how it was basically like so many fans there it was so loud, like literally watching that game. And she's and and it, and it's only getting bigger. Like the crowds are only getting bigger. She's getting even more popular. Like she's a generational type of player, and I think. She is like one of the main players in, in currently women's college basketball that can elevate the WNBA. You have players currently there, but I think with her, with her talent, her breaking records, her just being a phenomenal player to just shoot threes like beyond beyond the NBA point line, three three point line. I mean, and make it look easy is just it's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. Um, so I honestly think that she will definitely help the NBA, WNBA. But, uh, and I also feel like in general, there are a lot of good, like hot women's college basketball Juju players. Watkins, uh-huh. And, and I feel like, I just feel like with social media and stuff and women's college basketball, 
you know, finally getting a lot more attention. I think it's just going to help not only women's college basketball, but also the WNBA in, in the future. Okay, one other question, then I'm going to hand it over to, to the other folks because you're a resident uh, hooper for real. Um, do you think her game actually will trend? Do you think she, her first year, which we know in all going from amateur sports to pro sports, there's always a transition. Some people a little bit better than others. Um, you know, do you think her game, do you think she's going to be a 20 point a game guy person? Or do you think it's going to maybe take two years or so? Do you think how, how big and steep of that transition will be for her? Do you think? I think because she's a generational player, it's, I mean, it's going to transition easy for her. Oh, okay. Respect, respect. Love your feedback. All right, I'm going to get your point, uh, opinion, Deborah Octo, because you work in the media and entertainment world. Do you think her brand, the brand of a Caitlin Clark, will get the WNBA where it's must-watch, t- at least the, the big games? Do you think it'll be a, uh, maybe we'll see the boom period of the WNBA? Um, I don't know if she will be the one to spearhead that by herself. I think that you probably need a couple of people to help, you know, draw attention. Um, but as far as the marketability and the branding standpoint, like she definitely has a look, you know, to her that's palatable to, you know, um, mainstream America. And hopefully, you know, her skill set um, is shown on screen. So a lot of people, a lot of families will be able to tune in and see her work. And that will hopefully parlay into um, more branding opportunities, sponsorships, endorsements, um, which will help her visibility. But I don't think that she herself would be able to do that. I think they need more stars for that. Yeah, uh, there's a, there's Paige Brockers, Juju Watkins, um, you know, we got uh, Angel Reese, we got... Um, Cardozo, we even got Stokey, who's uh, her, her uh, on the same team as Caitlin. What do you think, Eloquent? Because you're, you're, you, I've gotten you into uh, watching a little bit of women's college basketball. That makes me happy because um, I have a niece. She still plays, and she's very talented. She's at, plays at a high level as well. So, um, do you think for you, would you be watching at least her games, or be more interested yourself? Oh, for sure. Um, just the the way that. You know, just just the efficiency and just the distance and that um, that like from how how she shoots. Um, I mean, I think that's very yeah. I think that's very transferable. Um, I mean, I don't expect her to be going for off for forty nine and hitting like nine for eighteen um, at, at the next level on a regular basis. But but you know, she's kind of just got that gene, or she can just. Or she can get crazy hot and just go go crazy um, at, at at the drop of the hat, and you know. And I think that see, like in the NBA, um, you know, when I was growing up, um, you know, the, the the big thing was playing above the rim, and you know, guys who could dunk and guys who could jump really high and go crazy with the handles and so forth. I mean, that's that that's sort of where your your game, you know that, and then that's kind of where your your game, like the game was was at at that time. But you know, over recent years with the rise of Steph and Clay and Dame Willard and so forth, um, you know, like the like shooting the three and not just shooting the three, but 
you know, dancing on people, um, to create that little separation and hitting that step back three. Um, you know, like that's like that type of game is really what's drawn nowadays. And, and to have that in the W in, in the WNBA, but again, I'm not, I'm not saying Caitlin's the only person who can, who can shoot, who can shoot threes, but, um, I mean, I've never seen anyone shooting logo threes and hitting step back threes quite like she does. Yeah. You know, I think that's, I think that's going to be huge for the game. Um, and if nothing else, I think she's going to have that almost like that Ronda Rousey effect, mm-hmm. uh, like before she got knocked up. Um, <laughs> yeah. Where, you know, or you have, you have people who maybe don't, don't watch WNBA or watch much women's basketball who are going to, who are going to tune in just to see her like do some crazy stuff. Um, and you know, and you know, when, you know, you, 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 you tune in to, to watch her and then a byproduct of it is, Hey, oh, this, this, this other girl is pretty good. And yo, like this, this, this other girl can, can do some crazy things. And, Oh yeah, that's a girl, Brittany Griner. Um, she's she's supposed to be pretty good. Like I think it could have that sort of trickle down, or, or not trickle down, that sort of domino effect. Yeah. Um. So I'm 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 excited. I'm excited for her, and I hope that she has that 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 type of impact. Because um, yeah. I I don't remember the last time. I guess maybe outside of Sabrina. Um, uh, Maya Moore. That, that lady. Yeah, like on, that a lady on the college level mm-hmm. uh, was generating this, this this type of buzz, and in the case of Sabrina, I know Kobe was a big sort of advocate for her. Um, but you know, you're 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 seeing you're seeing a lot of Caitlyn. Um, I mean, her breaking records. I mean, that's that that's just great for the game. Yeah, I think the hype that she has is equal to like a Candace Parker when she went to Tennessee and she was dunking in high school and dunking at Tennessee. And then right. you had your Maya Morris, who was amazing. Obviously, Diana Taurasi, a couple, several, you know, decade, maybe a decade ago, who was one of my favorite. I used to watch games just to see Diana Taurasi just kill people, drop 40 on people. Um, so, okay, so my last question is, and then we're going to hop on to wrestling, and this will be the rest of the podcast. It'll be just wrestling stuff. Um, Kiana, if you were her, she has a fifth-year eligibility. Why should she... Do you think the if you were her if you were in her position would you come back for another year or would you go to the W? What would you do if you were in her position? Um, I feel like it depends on like if hypothetically if they don't win the national championship, would you want to come back and try to win that again? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that could be one thing, and then another thing possibly have to do with, um, you know, money-wise as well. Um, because you see a lot of players in college, um, college athletes stay um, in college a little bit longer. So I think that could have play, play into effect as well. Yeah. Well, would you stay or would you go? What would you do if you were her? Um... Me personally, mm-hmm. I would. I would probably. Yeah, this is like a hard one. Uh, I personally would probably stay. 
Oh, damn. You'll stay. Okay. I probably would. So, but she's going to be a number one draft pick. So she gets hurt, though. You know, and what happens then? She's not going to have the same height. I mean, if she, she can't get no hotter than I she mean, already if, is. If she does get hurt, then she'll. I feel like she'll still be a number one pick. Damn. In my opinion. Okay, respect, respect. All right, appreciate your perspective. So, um, everyone else, do you think she? I think for her, she can do bigger things. For the, I mean, let's say they go deep into the final four. I don't think they win the championship personally. There's so many, you know, you got so many other talented teams that are full that cross the board. I think they'll definitely go elite eight. Um, I think you can do so much more for the women's sport if you go to the W and you can really elevate it. And she has a calling to, I think, help it go. To you know, become a bigger thing. So I would go for her just for the sake of the sport. Um, obviously, it's great to be at Iowa, but I mean, she's already hit all the records. I mean, she loses this year. You go back next year, some of the people that she's with, excuse me, now won't be there. So, I mean, who knows? But um, do y'all think she's, outside of uh, QJ2K, do y'all think she's going to go or stay? Um, I think, well, I think that she should go um, the GoPro. Um, because at this point, now that um, you know she's she's broken the scoring record, now I I don't know how much you know a national title potentially. Um, I don't know how much that means to her, or frankly, I don't know how close they are to to legitimately competing for one. Um, I mean, she at least now, at least in the, the NIL era. Um, I mean, I know that she's 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 getting some bags um, from. Uh, I think I think Nike's strong or some paper yep, and State some Farm, other folks too. Nike, probably Gatorade. Mm-hmm. But you know, but I mean, so so assuming that those opportunities will still be there for her if, if and when she goes pro. I mean. I don't think that she really has anything, at least individually, to, to prove um, staying in college. And then, and we always talk about it. It's just, there's just that risk. She comes back, she blows out her, her ACL. Um, you know, she'll probably still go pro, but, but you know, just kind of jeopardizing like long-term money um, in, in, in the end. And I, I just don't, I just don't, I don't see an upside to it. Yeah. Um, now, from what I understand, um, yeah, cause she, she plays in like Iowa. And if I remember correctly, I think she's, she was born or grew up like not far from, from, from where she, uh, like where she plays. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. So I, I can, I can, like if she decides to stay, um, I can, like, I won't be surprised because she seems like someone who would um, kind of want to put on for, for her hometown. Um, and, and again, I, I don't think she has any risk of not getting drafted or anything like that. But, but again, I, I just think it's smarter play to secure the bag now. Yeah, strike while the iron's hot. What do you think, Deb? Do you think she's staying or going? Yeah. Um, I think she should go. Mm-hmm. Like he said, I think he needs to strike while the iron is hot. And, um, you know, I'm not sure how long the shelf life of a basketball player is, but she might as well just 
go a lot now, get in there, max it out, make the amount as much money as you can make, and then dip out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, and then also right now, the draft, she would be going to, everyone's saying Indiana Fever, who has the first pick, with Alea Boston, who's, who's rookie of the year last year. So I think the market for her in Indiana, which is a white, <laughs> white, white uh, market. <laughs> and, um, it's very uh, middle America in a lot of ways. And I think she fits with that brand. She fits with that market. Um, I think she has a great opportunity to take the pressure off of her because if she stays and goes the next year, the new uh, Bay Area WNBA team will be there and they'll probably draft her first. Um, which is a lot of pressure. It's a very, you know, you know, it's the West Coast, which is a little bit different culturally than what she's used to in Iowa. And um, it's a lot of pressure on a young woman to put all that on her back to do all of that. I think the better opportunity would be like what Steph did when Steph originally came on a Golden State Warriors. They had Monte Ellis. They had a couple other veterans. He didn't have to come in and be a leader. He eventually worked his way several years in, and that was the best situation. And now Steph has had a great career. So I think from a market perspective, I think from a strike with the iron's hot perspective, when I think for taking the pressure off of her, and especially with a, a big like Aaliyah Boston, I think that'll really – be the best scenario but i mean i won't i will be aggravated if she stays personally because if they can make the elite eight at least get close i think the, the their opportunity last year was the best opportunity this year the team is great uh, but she's had to be superwoman a lot and so when it comes to march madness you know it's very difficult to do that every single game right so we'll see but anyway so folks thanks for staying with us as we talked about quite a some unique and interesting topics we got now the elimination chamber we're going to call it the am elimination chamber for all of us uh, the, <laughs> um, um, number one are y'all going to be awake at five what is it 5 a.m no i definitely won't 5 a.m on, on the east yeah jesus yeah, no. what about you qj2k you gonna be up no. <laughs> <laughs> we all over 30. We're like, hell no. Nah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, 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 I'm i actually going to be on the road um, heading to Ase wrestling event in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, supporting the Black-owned uh, for Black History Month specifically. You're going to see Ron Simmons. We're going to see Teddy Long. We're going to see uh, some other wonderful, talented pro wrestlers. Gerard Bonner, um, a, a guy who's been in the podcast quite a bit, will be there as well, participating in the event. And, and, and um, so I'll be supporting that. So I'll be on the road. So I will not be up at 5 a.m. watching it, but I will watch it uh, later in the evening. Um, so let's get into the cards really quickly, and then we'll finish up. We are at 40 minutes. We got another um, couple minutes here, and then we'll, we'll be done. So let's pull up the card, guys. So Elimination Chamber card. Thank you, Google. So just pulling this up real quick. All right. Let's go uh, and we'll just do pop. We do whatever, you know, everyone, whoever wants to go first, they can. Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton versus Bobby Lashley versus LA Knight versus Kevin Owens versus Logan Paul in the Elimination Chamber match. Whoever wants to go first, uh, who do you got? I'm going to get my pen, pencil. Hold up. And also, Eloquent, matter of fact, matter of fact, since Eloquent won last, I'm sorry, we're not going to do that since he won. You won last time, right, Eloquent? Yes, I did. Since, yeah, so you'll give you, you'll give you championships. Uh, um, champions, uh, choice. champion, yeah, champion, yeah, 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 yeah. Plus, yeah. Right. So hold up, let me pull this up. Um, I'm gonna write men's elimination chamber. 
I'm going to go. Okay. Yeah. Who you got, Eloquent? Yeah. Well, I think first and foremost, um, I mean, I don't think there's as much suspense in, uh, in the elimination chamber as, say, the, the Rumble, for instance. Um, so, as far as the men's one, I got, I got Drew all the way. You got um, going Drew? It just makes the most sense in terms of, you know, just his story and, like, you know, ever since he, uh, I guess, injured Punk and just his trajectory. And, and he's been doing such good work. And uh, and I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say it feels like a foregone conclusion. Um, but as far as, as far as who I could see facing Rollins at, at Mania, um, that's sort of like the only, the only name out of that list that, you know, that kind of just makes sense. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go do it. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. Ms. Oxtail, what do you got? I would say, um, Okay, I love it. What is is there any specific? I, mm-hmm. I mean, I just think that that's his his moment. Mm-hmm. I think that um he's hot on fire. You know, it's between him and Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I don't know Drew McIntyre. Did he finish signing his contract? Mm. See, I think I think they're trying to. Well, assuming he hasn't signed, I think they're trying to get him to sign, like, and, and are sort of just dangling some of these opportunities in front of him to make sure that he does. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you got LNA. Okay, Q, who you got? Uh, I'm going to say Drew McIntyre. Um, it just seems like it's been leading that way the past couple of weeks. So I'm going to go with Drew. Um, I think. During the match, Logan Paul is in the match. I think that he is going to, like in WrestleMania, I think he's going to um, face whoever is in the Elimination Chamber, with the exception of Drew McIntyre. He's going to face either one of the other four um, uh, other four wrestlers um, in WrestleMania. It could be Owen Knight, Randy, Bobby, or Kevin Owens. Love it. Love it. Thank you. I'm going to go Drew as well. I mean, makes a lot of sense. Um, like I said, he's really proven his value as he is at the negotiating table. He's peaked at the perfect time to do so. So I think it's it, it only would make sense for Drew as well. We're going to hop over to the women's elimination chamber. We got Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair versus Liv Morgan versus Tiffany Stratton, Naomi, and Raquel Rodriguez, who made a return on Raw. Who you got, L? <clears throat> sir, can, I, can you repeat the yes, sir. In it again? Yep, yep. Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Tiffany Stratton, Naomi, and Raquel Rodriguez, the women's elimination chamber match. That's interesting. I think this is sort of the, the tougher one to choose, in my opinion. I mean, they've really been um, telling the story on the shows of, you know, of, of Becky versus Rhea, but 
Mm, I don't know. It's, uh, I, I also don't want to rule out some uh, Bianca. Because um, Bianca and Rhea um, is, is definitely a, a big match, but but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go the safe the safe route and say uh, and say Becky only because I feel like I feel like they're gonna maybe wait another year to run that uh, that Rhea and um, uh, Bianca WrestleMania match. Um, because I think that between between Kobe trying to finish the story and The Rock coming back and whatever Seth's doing um, and Bailey winning the Rumble, um, I just I just feel like Bianca and um, and Rhea um, is, is not is not going to get the slot or like the attention that it deserves. So maybe maybe they ought they ought to hold it off um, until it's uh, you know until they they can sort of give it a, a higher profile slot. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Becky. Thanks, L. Deborah, who you got? I got um, Bianca. She's on, the, she's on the she's on the cover of the game. Her and Bianca. So I think um, she's going to oh, yeah. and get. And get her, uh, get her belt back. Love it, love it. Q, who you got? I was gonna say Bianca, but I'm leaning towards Becky just because it just seems like it's leaning towards that way, just based off of what's been going on in Raw. Um, so I'm gonna say Becky, but. When it comes to WrestleMania with Bianca, I think Bianca is might be part of like this acting um, thing um, going against um, against. I forget. I forgot what's the tag team. Kabuki Warrior. But, yeah, I think that she. I think she's going to be part of the tag team championship match. I love at it. WrestleMania. Who's going to be? A, who's going to be a partner then? I feel like it could be either Jade or Naomi. Mm-hmm. I feel like, in my opinion. Yeah. They've been trying to really give Naomi an opportunity to get on TV. We, we saw her oh, on SmackDown get the uh, well, Raw, get the mic and talk and, 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 and talk about, hey, I didn't come back here for nothing. And the fact that they took time to give her the opportunity to communicate that message and to reassert herself and re-present herself in that way. Uh, leads me to believe that there are some plans for her. I don't think it'll be a wasted opportunity, especially in the Triple H regime. We've seen him be patient and give other people who are traditionally underutilized in uh, WWE storytelling uh, an opportunity. So I think this is a great way for her to do that. So I, I like the fact that you brought that up. I'm going to go Becky because um, it just seems like that's the way to go. Uh, it's a great opportunity for Becky to get back at the top of the card. Bianca will get her opportunity again. Um, obviously, world talented will be Hall of Fame whenever she decides to hang up the boots. Um, I think I do think ultimately Jade and Bianca will be a tag before the end of the year, personally. And I think there's a long story that can be told, and they can really elevate those titles to superstar levels, where every belt, like when, during the Attitude Era, when every belt had someone that you felt, wow, these are superstars, and this is an opportunity. To really elevate. Hey, well, uh, speaking of Jade, 
Oh yeah. What the heck is she going to be doing for Mania? I don't know, and I'm pissed. You, you see the group chat? I am. <laughs> I, I, I I I am emotionally distraught on a on a nightly basis. Um, knowing that my it's weird. It's weird, right? Yeah, it's like okay, you you have her Raw Rumble, and then ever since then, you barely seen her. Like you felt like what, like a. Thirty seconds of her on SmackDown, yeah, and it's like, what are they doing? Like, like I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't get what they're what they're doing. Yeah, and then it, it even uh, we know that um, Elf, uh, uh, Elf, what is it? Uh, El Fuego. Damn, my uh, old man brain. Uh, Fogo, Fuego del Sol. Damn it, yeah, <laughs> my Baltimore accent too. Fuego del Sol. Um. Yeah, he even defended her. Like, look, they're going to take care of her, but we're righteously have indignation. We want to see our Jade on television. Those abs deserve to be on HD television. Okay, the sister is is fire. You know what I mean? So it's just very annoying because we, like I said, we just saw her on SmackDown. She was interrupted by Tiffany Stratton. She was talking. She was negotiating. So we haven't lost sight of her but it seems like a whole bunch of other things are taking priority when in reality they need to give her because mania is less than 60 days away and um we got to get her into at least into a feud or something that makes sense because a wrestlemania without jay cargill is a wasted it's not truly xl it's just l it's just large it's not extra large you need to put jade on the card if you want to make it extra large all right it's a, it's not a double whopper it's just a whopper okay we need to double. Well, maybe she's not ready. Maybe she's not ready, y'all. Y'all were talking about, oh, no, you got to put her ready. on. No, she's ready. On that. No, no, she's not. Because <laughs> they would have put her somewhere. <laughs> y'all need to just come to Jesus. Y'all need to come to Jesus about things. I'm not saying it. Listen. You pay a heel today at Debra? Normally, Jamari is the heel. I'm always a heel. That's the thing. But, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I want, I want Jade to be stellar because I know people are looking for flaws in Jade and to tear her down. So I'd rather them sit her down until they know for sure, okay, full steam ahead. We got a writing team behind you to make your storyline fly. We got people ready to make you look hot that you can go against than just putting her somewhere because you want to put her somewhere to get eyes and then she may not be ready compared to the level that the other women already. Yeah. So she needs to, so she needs a dance partner to make her look good. Yeah. I mean, Natty could definitely, I mean, this, you know, we've talked about this before, but yeah, I'm deeply um, perturbed uh, about this, these, this unraveling. We'll see what happens this week. Cause I think all these shows that we're watching raw was recorded. And so is SmackDown. Am I correct? Cause they're going to. Perth. Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. I'm glad that they didn't try to overemphasize that it was live. I'm like, I hate when they tell me something's live and I know for a fact it's not. Because yeah, I'm not stupid, I'm 30, 33, so you can't lie to me. Anyway, um, <laughs> we got the and, women. And they need some vignettes. Like, we need some vignettes, like Mr. Perfect on Jade. Yes. Just, we need. Just showing her just her abs. The we need to see her doing push ups, uh, squats, uh, uh, you know, deadlifts, like the Stone Cold thing, you know, <laughs> like tricep raises, cap raises, <laughs> burpees. <laughs> So we need but to see I, don't the know what, I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know what the, you got her there. You, you got to pull the trigger or she's going to get forgotten. Really? Yeah, exactly. And with that talented roster, it's very, I mean, let's be real. It's 
there's act and 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 that's hard to say in WWE recently in the well in the last two or three years yes but historically over the last decade um, it's it's been interesting so all right so the women's world championship match we got. Nia Jax, who's been doing really good as of recently. I just love this revitalized Nia Jax. Again, she's she's really redeemed herself in a lot of ways versus Rhea Ripley. Do Does anyone legitimately think, Eloquent, we're going to pass it over to you to start? Do you think for real Nia going to be Ripley? Let's let's be real. Um, absolutely not. But, okay. um, you know, I think they're, um, I mean, I feel like sort of the, uh, the bide your time. This is how we sort of kill time. Um, you know, have her do something. And now, personally, I think that I don't want to say that they're stalling, but you know, until the winner of the elimination chamber reveals herself, um, you know, that's something that you know maybe they do a TV a TV title match or or something like that. But, you know, I think this is where they can insert insert Jade. Um, although, the longer this goes, the more I'm starting to feel like, you know, what she did to her at the, at the Rumble is not actually the plan. Um, you know, I, I, guess, I guess we'll see. But, um, yeah, but, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, her, her work, and I was kind of shocked to say it, but yeah, no, her, her work has been really good since she came back. I mean, I, I don't know why, I don't know why her work wasn't this good first go around when she was <laughs> getting the reputation for, for injuring people and being oh. in the ring. And, you know, I guess she, you know, just taking it more seriously, whatever the reason, I mean, kudos to her. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it's definitely it's definitely curious because I I thought that they would have kind of moved off of the story by now. But no, oh, I mean it's wait because wait, Nia is found in the elimination chamber match, right? She is in the women's women's uh, world championship match. Her and Rhea are facing okay. each other. Mm-hmm. So you got so oh, okay. you, you got Rhea winning that. Okay, got you. Cool, 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 cool. All right, we're getting close yeah, to an hour here, so we're gonna. Turbocharge it a little bit, Deb. Who you got? You got uh, Rhea versus Naya. Who you got? I think that Rhea's gonna keep it because there's gonna be some type of disqualification or some type of nonsense. Interesting. Okay, got a smash finish. In the words of uh, Jim Cornette. All right, we got Q. Who you got? Rhea Ripley or Naya Dex? I got Rhea. Russia's gonna be in Australia. I got Rhea. Love it. I'm going to read too. It's a sweep. Uh, it's a sweep. All right. So, uh, yes, yeah, she ain't dropping that title. That's that, that. She's a world beater. She's, you know, um, I just can't wait for, um, honestly, I can't wait for um, Charlotte Flair to come back. I know she'll be back probably after WrestleMania with her injury. I think it's like a nine-month injury or something like that. Um, so, right, maybe, I don't know how, when did she get hurt? Maybe got, she got hurt like three months ago, two and a half months ago. Yeah, something like that, yeah. So, yes, we got to still a little bit of time, but I can't wait to have... Think about his roster with Jay Cargo, Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch. You got, um, you know, a Bailey, um, Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, uh, you know, um, Jay Cargo. That roster 
Liv Morgan, that Ross Naomi. <laughs> Lord, give me the strength. It's going to be stacked with talented women. Um, so that'll be dope. So last thing, we're going to have the undisputed tag team championship match. The Judgment Day, Damon Priest and Finn Balor versus British Strong Style, Pete Dunne and Taylor Bate. Who are we going with? Elm, eloquent. Uh, that is going to be Judgment Day. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Tyler Bates, and, and I'm so glad Pete Dunne got his name back. Um, they're absolutely incredible wrestlers, but, you know, Judgment Day is legitimately the most over-faction in the company not named the Bloodline. And I think that um, I think that's just there's still there's so much for them to do with with the titles and and I don't and as good as the wrestlers as as um, Tyler Bate and uh, and Pete Dunne are um, I don't know if it's really their time yet um, yeah so I I think that uh, I think yeah. Um, Judgment Day takes it. Okay, gotcha. Okay, thank you, sir. Dad, who you got? I mean, Judgment Day. I, I think it's a no-brainer. Oh, okay, no-brainer. Okay. I like the way you said that. Okay. All right. Q, you got? Yeah, I agree. I got Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'm going to be spicy. This might cost me. Go, go ahead. I also think they're going to do. Uh, I think they're going to do one more match. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, on the card as a, as a surprise, they announced um, uh, Rollins and and Cody. They're going to be doing the the Waller effect. Mm-hmm. I guess a thing down there, mm-hmm. which which I think they'll probably just turn it into one of those tired, impromptu. Uh, let's let's fight right now. You know, after Waller, you know, disses them or some shit. And um, you know, I know Rollins isn't cleared, but I think it'll make for an excuse for them to get Bronson Reed um, on the card since he's a uh, he's he's an Aussie boy there too. Yeah. So I'm gonna be spicy. You know, I think I think it'll be a very mm-hmm. house show match, but you know. Could be fun. I'm gonna go common sense because I just feel like our truth might cost them, and then it could be a great story to be told with them losing a surprise loss at the chamber, and then maybe we could start seeing a disintegration of the Judgment Day and you know things within. But at the same time, I don't think British Strong Style has been given enough television time for me to believe them. So I'm gonna go with. Judgment Day as well Because I don't think It's been enough Building up a, Of British Strong Style yet um, For them to take the I mean, they've really only been They've really only been a team I guess a relevant team On TV for Months Yeah Three weeks maybe Yeah Two, Just a little early A little early Well yeah, I agree 
we have called our shots. We will keep a running tab the following week um, post Raw and go over these things and see if uh, Eloquent will he. I'm going to do my pro wrestling thing. Will Eloquent be able to keep his reign as the undisputed, the un. I don't know. Anyway, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the WWB podcast. Will he be able to hold it down for the nation of Canada? We shall see. Bro, I'm, bro, I'm going to have the soul score running. I'm going to maintain my title. <laughs> just just, just giving everybody with the small and spike. Bow, bow, bow. Just locking people up. All right, we'll see. It'll be interesting. Well, folks, thanks for coming on this episode of our distinguished guest. We've talked about quite a bit of things. Appreciate you guys. Again, this is this has renewed my love for wrestling. Whenever you can build a community of people, um, together and just talk and enjoy each other's company because we're busy adults we work you guys work too when you're listening but look these are my friends we get to enjoy each other's company it's a, it's a home away from home so thank you all for coming on and listening to us awesome thanks for having me appreciate it always a pleasure brother love it and always a pleasure love it love it and we are out <laughs>